0: operating out of the gun pressure again
1: and Brady is dropped he tries to flip it and does somehow gets it to Gronkowski
2: Rob Gronkowski just in time Jarvis Jones got close and there's Gronkowski Bolden is the running back
1: Brady back in the end zone looking for a tackle Taking it inside the 10, then losing the ball, but there is Gronkowski. Lewis lost the ball. Four carries for 22 yards. Here's play action, and Braden's lost. And the last Gronkowski slips out of a tackle, and down the field he goes. Gronkowski to the end zone, for the touchdown. 47 yards. It's out there. This is a big 13. Watch it cover. steps up. Braden's really He's got
0: Gronkowski
3: Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is David with the Fantasy Salary Captains podcast. So excited that we are able to get together with everybody this week. We have the OG crew in the house. That's right. We got Eric, we got Matt, we got Clark, and myself. And we're really excited to jump on and talk some news, talk some free agency. And of course, we've got the big um, announcement from a certain Patriots player. And uh, we wanted to get Matt's reaction on that as well. So, welcome everybody to episode number seven. Um, Let's go around the room and just say what's up with everybody.
2: Hey, guys, it's Eric. Thank you for listening. Welcome to a free agent show.
3: While we go ahead and give out our, uh, our Twitter handles and emails so people can reach out to us on the show. I'll just go ahead and start with the FF salary captain on, uh, Twitter. That's FF salary captain on Twitter. And of course our Gmail account, FF salary captains at gmail.com. Eric, where can they find you?
2: I am MVP VP on the Twitterverse, and I am, a uh mavip at gmail.com in email
1: hello ladies and gentlemen it's clark you can catch me at Seasaw's 99 I'm excited to talk with you gentlemen this evening
0: yes sir i'm ready to go and uh you can always find me on the twitter machine at matthew e baker and uh any and all patriots hate is welcome
3: and lastly i am at david underscore hill 99 on twitter so matt let's uh let's get let's get this out there so we got a um got a certain tight end that uh made an announcement uh this evening what are what are your thoughts
0: um obviously as as a fan you're disappointed i mean he's he's probably one of the top five patriots ever um Probably one of the best, if not the best tight end ever. So as a fan, you're obviously just bummed. I mean, everyone loves Gronk. Uh, We kind of saw it coming after last year. The the talk started that he was contemplating retirement. And that kind of, you know, coming into this year, he clearly wasn't healthy. It's really not a surprise to anyone. You know, obviously, it it sucks. You know, not having Gronk around is going to feel different. But um, I can't say I'm surprised. I can't say that I blame him. And it was a fun ride, man. I mean, there's there's never going to be anyone else like Gronk. And i uh, glad we got to enjoy it. Wish him all the best. But it certainly is a um, it's a bummer, man.
3: Yeah, that's no doubt. I think Gronk is, um, you know, the last couple of years, he didn't have the production that he did earlier on in his career. But he's still young. He has a bright career outside of football, you know, ahead of him as well. So I don't blame him at all. Um for doing what's best for him and kind of going out on a high note as opposed to staying in too long and um, struggling. But yeah, no, absolutely. I think he was one of the most memorable memorable NFL players out there. And, um, you know, everybody, we just wish him the best and uh, in his new endeavors. And uh, I'm glad that I got rid of him in this salary cap league about two off seasons ago, I will
0: say. Well, yeah, you sold at the right time
1: there. You know, aside from being top five Patriots player or top five tight end, he was probably top five personality, right? Oh, yeah. Like, like you know, I'm not, like, super into the Patriots. and Sorry, Matt. That's all good. He was just fun to watch. Just, you know, looked like the guy was out there having a great time all the time. So he, yeah, you, you got to miss it. That's what the NFL needs is guys who look like they're enjoying themselves and truly are.
0: Right. And the problem now is there, I mean, again, whether you like the Patriots or don't like the Patriots, no one can argue that Gronk's like a fun, it's hard not to like him aside from the fact that he's a Patriot and how many other guys you see so many guys in the league that are demanding trades and sitting out and calling out their coaches. Like there's not many people like him, maybe in all of professional sports, but definitely in football that are just like that, that personality where they're just having fun, they're playing, they're not complaining or Asking for more money like that that side of it they're really few and far between, and um I think you're right that the the n f l definitely needs more guys like him
3: absolutely, very cool well, so how does this uh i guess we could just kind of jump in you know there's a lot of team impacts when it comes to um the off season, and we're gonna go ahead and get into some free agent news that has um <clears throat> has already taken place I think this is other than the draft, this is a really fun part in the offseason because we have a lot of moving pieces. We've got a lot of fantasy impact um, with other teams. And um, why don't we go ahead and start off um, You know, the tight end position. This is where you know Gronk obviously is leaving a huge hole. Let's um, maybe talk about the situation um, behind him in New England. Is this kind of a landing spot for
0: a rookie, you guys think? Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be a rookie no one's ever heard of um, in true Belichick fashion. Um, you know, Dwayne Allen's gone. Now Gronk's gone. They don't have a, a pass catching tight end, um, but they really didn't have one this year a lot of the year. So I think Belichick will address it um, in the draft. I, I think it's not going to be one of those big name guys. Um, he's not going to trade up for a tight end in the first round. Uh you know, so I think it's going to be a, a mid-round pick, someone that you probably have never heard of, and you know, in typical Belichick fashion. But it's clearly a, a, a big hole in the team now.
2: Yeah, New England did just uh, get Matt LaCosse to a two-year contract for four point eight million dollars, but he's more of a protect Brady tight end, right?
0: Yeah, I think he's more of a protect Brady and a, a run block tight end. And really, a lot of times this year, Gronk, with the Patriots, there's like a six offensive lineman. And, you know, not to say that that's, I mean, it's not sexy. It's not, you know, good for fantasy owners. But, you know, on the field, I mean, he was so valuable in that run block game. And I think that's more what Lacoste is.
1: Well, we've seen the Patriots kind of change their game plan depending on personnel all the time. I I bet you it's a couple years before we start talking about any super relevant tight end. You know, there's obviously going to be like, oh, the guy that filled in for Gronk, everybody's going to go bananas for it. But right. really, they could just pivot, focus on having like a, a three-wide set, or who knows what Belichick wants to do. I right. think they pivot.
2: Yeah, with Belichick and Brady, you don't have to have a Gronk. I mean, they played basically without Gronk for the past couple of years, you know, for a certain number of games of those years, and they were just fine. Yep.
0: Yeah, Gronk they had didn't long make the stretches Patriots. with all of his injuries, and I mean... I don't think he ever played sixteen games in a season. They won a Super Bowl without him. Um people forget that he was out for the year um in that Atlanta Super Bowl. And you know, he they'll be fine. They'll adjust. And no, I I'm not just saying that to you, Eric. I just in general. Um, you know, they're gonna be okay. As long as Tom Brady's still around, man, I, I think they're they're gonna be just okay.
3: So what do you guys think? Um moving on from New England, um And as far as the other tight ends, I think, um, you know, we do have a couple of uh, we have a couple of guys that have either been re-signed or have signed with new teams that I think are going to have some big fantasy football impact. Eric, why don't you lead us off with um, or follow up with the the Gronk retirement with who which tight end you think is going to be making the biggest impact for his new team?
2: The biggest impact I can see is coming, in my opinion, from Jesse James in Detroit. Four years, $25 million. Everybody, you know, had hopes for Eric Ebron in Detroit. Like, oh, man, he could be so good. And he was never good in Detroit. And then he ends up being good elsewhere. But I think Jesse James, he is a really good tight end. I think the kind of tight end battle in Pittsburgh uh, kind of held him back from his – His ceiling potential, I think in Detroit he won't have any competition there, and I think Matt Stafford's going to love Jesse James. I think Jesse James can have a good year or a good few years.
3: You guys have any follow up on that? Uh,
0: I don't. You know Detroit. I mean, I I don't see it. It's Detroit. I mean, (laughs) I they don't have a great history. No, they They don't don't. have a great
2: history with tight ends. And
0: I I think you know, looking back at Ebron, I don't think Ebron was a problem. It was who's throwing the ball and who's protecting the guy throwing the ball. Because once Ebron got to change the scenery, it was, you know, lights out. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jesse James, I mean, he's going to be uh, okay. You know, I don't think he's going to be terrible. Um, but until, I, until they prove me wrong, I'm not a big believer in, in the Jesse James game up in Detroit.
2: Fair enough. Well,
1: they do have a new coaching staff from the times of Ebron. Because, I don't know, they've had a carousel of just mediocre coaches. But uh, new coach comes from the, the Patriots, right? Um, Gosh, his name is, is – Matt me. Patricia. Matt Patricia, yeah, Gimli. Um, <laughs> but I'm with you, Matt. I'm going to wait and see. Like, I'll keep an eye on him. Like, I, I'm more interested because of what the contract says, but right, I'm, I'm not going to go screaming out there to try to throw offers down. With the guy that's really kind of interesting to me, well, it was interesting until he kind of went to Cleveland, and that's going to be a mess. But I always kind of like Demetrius' uh physical profile like he seemed like he'd be like a good you know pass catching tight end really athletic guy kind of like in the same trend you know same vein as Injoku. Uh, Njoku but they got two of the same guys now what uh, does the tight end landscape in Cleveland just go to hell
0: yeah I mean Njoku if his fantasy value is ever dropped I mean he had a rough year he's never really taken that next step and now that they added Beckham I mean Baker's just going to be feeding Beckham and Landry all the time I think David Njoku is just, you know, you know fantasy-wise, not going to – everyone keeps waiting for him to kind of break out and break out, and he just – he hasn't. And now it's like, you know, I just don't see it now with the way their, um, their offense is going to shape out.
3: What about you, Dave? I, I like Demetrius Harris in Cleveland. I like that offense just in general. And I, he's probably one of the least expensive pieces that you can get right now. I do agree that he has a solid profile as far as his athletic ability. He is, you know, he's athletic, He's as athletically gifted as really most other tight ends. And I think that Njoku has had a couple of um, a couple of injuries, even though he's a pretty a young player. Um, if you can, you know, plug Demetrius Harrison, uh, a guy from the back of your roster in a couple of games when Njoku gets um, hurt, I think that he's going to be a good red zone threat. Um, and uh, you know, he's going to provide some value. I mean, we're talking salary cap he's not a He's not an expensive player, and I don't think James is going to be an expensive player but uh these are these are guys that, that I think are worth um, you know having on your team obviously it would have been nicer if he landed somewhere else where he was like the number one guy but I don't think it's really um, it doesn't make him completely useless
1: mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, most of the other guys that have kind of moved around, I'm not super interested
0: in. Well, I think the um the Jared Cook deal in New Orleans, I think is um that could be interesting.
3: Yeah, so, I agree.
1: What was his contract? Just they, one year, hasn't one year got go? out yet, I don't think. Oh.
0: Um, but you know, it kills my Will Arnold stock. I love Will Arnold down there. And when Watson retired, I thought that he'd kind of take over, kind of be groomed too. But Jared Cook going down there, playing in the NFC South with Breeze, you know, I, I think that could be really a really good fit for him.
2: Yeah, I had high hopes for Jared Cook in Oakland, and then I realized he was playing in Oakland with Derek Carr. But playing with Drew Breeze, yeah, he uh, he could have a really good season. What do you think about the Cincinnati tight ends? They kept usama and Eifert. <laughs> Which one's going to be this is the banging your head on the wall trying to pick one. Yeah, for, for I you, mean, for me.
0: flip a coin and then flip it again and then
1: and then break uh, part of it off. And then that's yeah, what flip, you have. Flip it yeah.
0: one more time. I mean, it's Cincinnati and it's Tyler Eifert, who's always hurt. Um, he's almost showed some some promise in a few games this year. But I mean, I will punt punt. I'll punt on third down on Cincinnati's tight end situation.
2: Well, their contracts are <laughs> – Eifert is one year, $4 million. Uzuma is three years, $18 million. Does that give you any – because smart money says Usama but – Yeah, but it, I think that's
0: – I mean, the contracts, they could pay, pay him whatever. I mean, it's just – it's Cincinnati, man. I mean, I don't – good for him for getting paid. I mean, hey, I'm all for that. Get your money. But, uh, you know, again, that's going to be kind of one of those wait and sees. You know, wait and sees. I don't think I would roster either of those guys – with high hopes, um, I would. You know, prove prove me wrong. Yeah, that's what I, look I at would those for two. sure. I,
1: so I, I go it. Uzoma. I would roster Uzoma. I wouldn't go near Eifert. I don't trust. Yeah, him. I would if yeah. I had
0: to pick one of the two. It's Uzoma, but um, Eifert, no way.
1: No, and I, I'm
0: only I paying. I
3: you want Eifert? Mean, I want. I want Eifert on my team. I swear, because he is free. I love, and you guys know he my strategy free, yeah. when it comes to yeah. salary cap. I mean, I want these guys. I want these guys that with yeah, high upside Dwayne, that you can. I mean, if you get Eifert right now for literally nothing, let's say he's on a minimum deal, I would sign him for a three-year deal, and I would just wait and see. I mean, there's no risk. Yes, the, you know what he does if he's healthy.
0: Dave, I mean, even last start, year. Dave, we got to start. This is the Belichick approach that you're taking. You may not know it, but buy low. Rec, you know, guys, give him a second chance and give him a shot. It doesn't cost you anything, but if it works out, you're a genius.
2: Yeah, yeah, buy low is. and build him high. I
1: mean,
3: I'm cool with I'm cool with taking a guy like that. And let's say I do have concerns about his injury, his injuries and stuff. As soon as he starts peaking and and has a couple of good games, sell him off.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I guess you're you're. I'm not. I just don't like that side. I'm not that aggressive. I guess. And and kudos to you because you've always kind of um, played that played that uh, strategy, and it's worked for you. I, I got to give you that. Let's
3: so, talk about one more, uh, Eric. Uh, I gotta, you, I, you got another
2: sorry, one? I have, Yeah, I do have another one. I was looking at the next two highest paid free agents in Nick Boyle in Baltimore, three years, $18 million. Tyler Croft, Buffalo, three years, eighteen point seven five. But 75 What really kind of caught my eye was Jeff Huerman for Denver, two years, $9 million, with Joe Flacco going there. I kind of mm-hmm. like Joe Flacco throwing to Heuerman. Any, any thoughts on that?
3: Well, he was there last season, and – he, I mean, the Denver tight ends. I mean, they do use the tight end, mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't see it being. Um, I mean, I don't think he's going to be like top ten, but um, I mean, he's going to be, he's going to be a usable guy um, for sure. Kinda, and the fact that Lacoste is gone,
2: I just kind of saw him as a flying under the radar type dude. Like, like you were talking with Eifert, maybe you can get him on uh-huh. the sheet, and then with the new quarterback coming in he could have some of those check down passes or those shorter passes.
3: Yeah. No, he'll, he'll. I think he'll have some production. I just don't know if he's got quite the upside of Eifert. I think he would be a good guy to just, I don't think his value is going to rise dramatically, even though um, Flacco likes to pepper the tight ends. Um, he's, I think he's just going to kind of produce and be more valuable to your roster than he would be in a trade. So I, I mean there's still value in having those guys on your team for sure. I wanted to, I did want to mention one um one situation. That was Jeff Swaim getting hired um getting um hired signed <laughs> in Jacksonville. Um because we're talking about Nick Foles and kind of like what you were saying, Eric, with um Flacco, Nick Foles is another guy that really likes to work the middle of the field. He's kind of he's not really a check down Charlie, but he kind of is. And they don't have anybody else. I think a lot of let's, this time last season, ASJ was getting all the hype in the world. Like, you know, he's coming from the Jets. He's a talented guy. He's getting signed. And, you know, everybody was going crazy for him and Niles Paul for some reason. Uh, Jeff Swaim, if they don't draft another player, um he actually has a decent athletic profile he's got 82nd percentile burst on player profiler and a decent catch radius um i would uh, and he's also 6'4" and uh he's only 25 years old i would i would say he'd be a sneaky kind of buy low guy just like a hireman but i don't think anybody yeah, was- in this list other than cook maybe has like the the major upside
0: yeah, I'm with you on yeah. the Swame the train. I, uh, I just like him. I don't know what it is. I, I, everything you said, I, I guess I just second. I like him.
1: Yeah, but when was the last productive tight end they had in Jacksonville?
3: They haven't. They haven't. I mean, they're so that good. often. So
1: why do you think that Swame is all of a sudden going to come in and be productive? Because everybody was hyped for ASJ last year right? And nothing. And well, they haven't had a better. productive. Title. Well,
0: everyone was hyped it for was... the Jaguars. Period, and they right. were.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think that I, th- I think that Foles going there is going to really propel that offense to be a lot better. I don't believe in him to bring him into like the playoffs and start winning a bunch of games because their defense is starting to fall apart. But I do think that Foles is an, is a better than average quarterback, and I. I see the tight end position and other players in the middle of the field with that offense being a little bit more valuable. Um, but like, but like I said, these are not guys that have like major upside. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there just to make people aware of these guys that could potentially have a role and be valuable during the season.
1: So they're, you're paying for these guys mostly like they're a mid to late tight end two kind of thing
3: yeah I mean if you're in a tight end premium league uh, be, just because of the lack of production and and consistency outside of the top three guys you've got to at least take a couple of flyers on three or four of these dudes because it is brutal when one of your tight ends gets hurt you know or um, you know you're going week to week and trying to trying to guess between four or five of these guys you're really hoping that one of them turns into a consistent fantasy option and in uh, the tight end landscape, that's like three catches for 50 yards. <laughs> that's like, you're, you're, you're stoked if you get that, and then you get a touchdown once in a while. So it's nothing crazy.
0: Going back to um, when the Jaguars ever got the tight end position right, I mean, Mercedes Lewis, I mean, come on, give the guy some credit, right?
3: <laughs> Him and MJD were awesome in UCLA, I will say that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So we yeah, move
3: it 400 yards and 12 touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> it was just touchdown machine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I definitely think we should move on. You guys want to go into QBs next? Sure. Yeah. Mention Foles. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh. Yeah, I like Nick Foles in Jacksonville, with the exception of what wide receivers does he have? I mean, I like your comment on Jeff Swaim. Or however the hell you say his first name. Because uh, that's if Foles throws it and it's not a deep pass to player Y, it's going to go to Jeff Swain. Like, that's who it's. If it's a medium to short pass, it's got to go to him. Because who else do they have catching the ball? They don't have anybody a note, do they? Chris Conley?
3: They have, yeah. Chris Conley just came over, which I kind of like um, from the, uh, from the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. D.D.
1: Westbrook's still
3: there. Yeah, D.D. Westbrook, former Blitnikoff winner, I think he's going to be kind of in the same role as the tight end. He's the slot receiver, and hes I think he's actually pretty talented. The, the problem with Jacksonville is they have don't have a one, a number one receiver. They don't have that prototypical WRX that can, you know, moss people in the end zone and are making highlight plays for them. They've got good players, not great players on the outside, Um, so, but I mean, you look at what Nick Foles did with, um, you know, the, uh, the players in Philadelphia during the Super Bowl run. I mean, they don't have other than Alshon Jeffrey, they don't have, um, guys that are really lighting it on fire.
2: Well, it seems like they're trying to, it seems like they're trying to take the Bill Belichick approach and put a quarterback with a whole bunch of, you know, pay low weapons and then build them up. But it's problem is they don't have Belichick. They don't have Brady. Nick Foles ain't good enough to elevate all those wide receivers the way Brady Agreed. and Belichick elevate.
0: Yeah, we're talking Nick Foles here. I mean, he's had a nice little run and the kid got himself paid, but can he can he really be a, a franchise quarterback with quotation fingers? I mean I mean, I hope he can. I like the kid. I really do. He can definitely play, but you know, let's let's see what he does, you know, running a team for I guess yeah. I don't think and the kid the kid won a Super Bowl, I'm not, you know, but Yeah. You know, he kinda had a horseshoe shoved up as you know what that year. <laughs> um, so let's see him let's see him kinda follow it up and I think this is gonna be revolving
3: around uh Leonard Fournette. If Leonard Fournette can stay healthy and they can play decent defense, I mean it's gonna take the pressure off of Foles and Foles can make plays when he has to make plays. And I think that's what that's what Coughlin wants to do. That's what he did in New, in New York. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, they played great defense and they let Eli Manning manage the game and
0: make plays when he had to make plays. So, mm-hmm. we'll see what but, happens, but but God, yeah. if you're a, if you're a Jaguars fan, can you repeat that statement? It revolves around Leonard Fournette. I mean, that's kind of scary.
3: It is scary. Mm-hmm. But you drafted this guy in the first round, like the yeah. top 5 of the first round 2 years ago, and he has been pegged as a "Quote unquote generational talent at running back," I think he's good, but yeah, these these soft tissue injuries that he's always plagued with are are very worrisome. And you you know that the front office too is also worried and hoping that you know he can get his act together because they almost they almost kept Carlos Hyde as their starting running back this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Fournette's a head case
0: too.
1: Well, yeah, and they they took away all his guaranteed. Right, he got in trouble with the team. they yep. took away his guarantee. I think that's yeah. just them positioning themselves so that way, if he doesn't show up this year and show up big like the running back he's supposed to be, um, I think it's just say it's just their little way of saving a couple bucks and then buy Leonard. See you later. Yeah, if it comes to that. Hmm.
0: It'll be interesting now too. Maybe it will help him. That I mean, Bortles couldn't really run a passing game now that they have foals and like a legit passing game threat, maybe that will help them out. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? They
3: they also have uh John D Filippo that came over and he's kind of in the Shanahan, not the Shanahan, but the, um, the McVay and Shanahan coaching tree. And uh, I'm interested to see what he does with that offense. We're really, we have a lot of question marks still with, with that team as a whole. And I think we've kind of mentioned every avenue that, um, you know, that, that we could.
1: We haven't mentioned the, if DeFilippo was there, wasn't he with Foles in Philadelphia two years ago? Yeah, I
3: think he was when they, when they uh, beat when the he, New England Patriots.
1: Yeah, hmm. when he won the Super Bowl. I think Filippo after that, he came over to Minnesota for like, I don't know, yep. He he stopped in for a coffee and then he moved on. Right. It it's interesting. Foles is interesting.
0: It is. I I think it's going to be really interesting to see what um what he does
1: down there. Well, you guys buried the lead. What's Joe that? Flacco, Denver, three years, sixty three million dollars.
2: <laughs> I was gonna do it. I was gonna after y'all got done talking about Foles, I was gonna do a rundown of the quarterbacks that actually matter. and well, that's just and he's on that's
1: there. just
0: three. The Denver didn't pay. That's just the remainder of his contract. Oh,
1: yeah. Denver is only give him a for half, deal? It, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he didn't really get a new contract. They're just kind of, you know, putting out the fire from Baltimore a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. So he's yeah, there but... for a, a, like one year, right?
0: Yeah. If Elway, you know, Elway is going to keep drafting these quarterbacks and keep, you know, Paxton Lynch and all these freaking guys that are terrible. But I kind of sneaky think that Flacco might find a little bit of a resurgence in Denver. Call me crazy, but I don't know. I think I think he. I don't know. I think Flacco could sneaky have a solid year.
2: I agree. I like Flacco this year in Denver. I think either they're going to get him and try to flip him next year, or cut him and then somebody's going to pay him. I really like Joe Flacco in Denver. I think he's going to have a good year enough to try to make one more good payday.
1: So, if you had to sign Flacco today for a contract length, is it two years or three years? I think Uh, it's two.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't do three. Three is too pot committed. Yeah. Because
1: here's the thing if he,
0: if he, it's two years, because if he goes out there and absolutely, you know, stinks it up, he's all done. Like he's not getting another shot in the NFL. He'll be a, he'll either retire or he'll be a backup the rest of his career. And I don't think he would want to do that, especially with the money he's got. Um, so I think it's a two year deal because if it works out and he has a good year, capitalize on it for as long as you can. But
1: uh, I, three if it years don't work seems out, risky.
0: Yeah, three years is too much.
3: Can I do one? Can I do one year? Yeah, <laughs> I, you can do one. I mean, of are, are can. we, are you, are, is everybody, I, I mean, I'm, what I'm kind of thinking is this is uh, Sam Bradford to Arizona Cardinals last year. This, this really sounds like, and the Broncos have a high pick too. I mean, this sounds like all right. Let's get a veteran guy. Let's allow him to fall on his face, and let's put in the rookie. You know, when you know the uh, the, the crowd and the fan base start freaking out, and I think it's going to be probably Drew Locke. But I think <clears throat> I think Flacco is definitely going to be. Um, I, I think he's a stopgap. I do not think that he is uh, the savior to the Denver Broncos oh. and winning and uh, taking them to the playoffs agree. So I think
0: the thing that with Flacco, though, it's like I would love to see a team once, like Denver obviously needs to draft a quarterback, and if they don't love one of these guys, like just wait. Give it another year. Worst case, you get another high pick. Best case, Flacco works out, but like don't draft a quarterback just for the sake of draft. Like if you don't like one of these guys, I mean you signed, you traded for Joe Flacco. Clearly you're okay with him being the quarterback for a year. Um, I feel like Elway just like has this fascination with he has to draft a quarterback. I mean, build the team up around him. Go get him next year if you have to. But I don't know. For once, and who knows what they're thinking, but for once I'd love to see, like, just go get, like, a whatever it is. But don't draft a quarterback just for the sake of drafting a quarterback. You know what
1: I mean? Yeah, but you're assuming, like, always reasonable about that.
0: True. And that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I will, like, just, you know – I don't. Yeah, I mean the defense. I, I, like, build the team up first, and then go get your quarterback.
1: Hey, yeah. I got a, I got a bold prediction, you guys. Elway drafts three quarterbacks this year. No, I, would, <laughs> I mean, that's not bold. <laughs> wow, that's it. Could it could happen within the first three or four rounds? Yeah, he just pushes all in on three of them. If <laughs> that,
3: that happens. happens. If that happens, I think one of them might actually end up playing tight end. Yeah, if that <laughs>
2: happens, I, I punt Joe Flacco. I'm not signing him for even one year. He's oh, no, if that happens.
0: I'll too. take him for three at that point. Because all right, let's
1: move
3: yeah. on. Let's uh, move on to the most important team in football, and that's my Washington Redskins getting Case Keenum. Mm. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, I'm not that excited actually. Um, no. But no, <laughs> he's better than a bro- he's better than um, two quarterbacks with broken legs. <laughs> Let's just say that.
2: Well, yeah, that's good. That's true.
3: Yeah. And that's all it we is have. true. We literally had two quarterbacks with broken legs on the roster, and that's it. So, I mean, there's not really much we can say. The Redskins' offense is going to be pretty mediocre yet again. Um, they have not gotten anybody in free agency, they've just lost players like Jamison Crowder. So, um, yeah, that, I think that's all we need to talk about with uh, my Redskins. Well, I want to save me last my season.
2: Last season, didn't we have somebody complaining, a Minnesota fan complaining all season about Case Keenum, <laughs> and so this year now we get to hear the same thing from a Washington fan.
1: Hey, hey, I did not complain last year. He was gone.
2: That's I right. I don't know. It was. I think it was the year before. That. That's what it was. It was two years ago. I guess. Yeah. yeah.
1: I was complaining because they essentially replaced him with the same level quarterback this year. Right. Minnesota did.
2: They should have just kept Keenum for cheaper. So, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick going to Miami, two years, $11 million.
0: Yeah, Fitzmagic. Yep. What's wrong?
2: We, we, old chest hair himself. What's he going to do in Miami?
0: Probably ball out for six weeks and then do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> just like he has his whole career. Okay. Um, hey, I'd... I'd, I'd roll the dice with fits He's better than Eli Manning I mean
2: I like him I mean if you're streaming quarterback or if you have multiple uh quarterbacks to start sure you can there are gonna be plenty of games you can start him in Miami
0: yeah just make sure they're early in the year and get him while the getting's good who is he throwing (laughs) to though I want to just can we just lay this out like it
3: doesn't matter he's gonna
1: he's gonna throw 25
2: stars downfield and somebody's gonna catch it whether it's offense or defense someone's (laughs) gonna (laughs) gonna catch it
3: he he did that in in Tampa with an awesome receiving core. Yeah, I he did
0: have a great core. That that kind of went under the radar. There is it, he had a real solid receiving core down there.
3: Yeah, I mean I I honestly Devonte Parker there, is garbage, dude. Like yes, yeah. I I don't. I mean for what the, for what we were saying about Foles with the lack of weapons in Jacksonville, you can say even more so that you have a lack of weapons in um. In Miami, and and we're talking about a, we're talking about Albert Wilson is probably going to be their number one. Devonte Parker will like just stand in that number is one. Is Kenny spot still and, still down there? To, um, I think they're actually cutting him. I want to say that they're cutting him, or I don't know.
0: And then Josecki who's just
3: Josecki's a young man. So, I mean, he's he talented, but he's going to take some time to develop.
0: Yeah, I hope so because he's he's talented. Um... You know, maybe, maybe Fitz Magic is what he needs. He needs a little Fitz Magic in his life to get his career going.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll see. So, la- last year, if you had um, Fitzpatrick and uh, oh, the other dude for Tampa Bay. Jameis. Thank, Thank you, Jameis Winston. James if you had James. both of them and you started the starter, who, whoever started the game, you know, every week. It was a QB1. Yeah, yeah, QB1. You had a top 12 quarterback. Is Fitzpatrick going to be a top 12 quarterback in Miami? No. No. Okay, so he's downgraded from there from playing in yeah. Tampa Bay.
3: Yeah, a couple of these teams, honestly, like I wish if we were drafting a team right now, I could just say I want RB for Oakland, or I want right the main wide receiver in whatever this offense, or if Cook signs, I want you know New Orleans tight end. I, there's still a lot to be. Kind of said, but the the quarterback for Miami is not something that I'm going to get too excited about, even though it is Fitzpatrick. It's kind of didn't they do this a couple years ago with Jay Cutler? Yeah. No, they were uh, the exact same player. Tannehill.
0: Got, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They had yeah. Cutler right before he retired. Yeah. But Tannehill got hurt and they they bought Cutler off of Fox. Cutler was signed up to be an analyst and they uh, were that's screwed that's- because Tannehill got hurt. Yeah. um and adam GaSe knew cutler from chicago and kind of was just like come hey, see me yeah. yeah come live in miami for a year for 10 million dollars <laughs> like okay yeah my zero we have zero, we have for zero expectations for you how does 10 million dollars sound like all right
1: cool all right, yeah
0: and cutler do that year cutler didn't give two you know what's like you watched him <laughs> and he was just collecting a paycheck like he did yeah. not care whatsoever
1: what is wrong with Miami? Seriously. Just bad, well, a lot of
0: cocaine. Bad management. They just cleaned house. They got they a did new, clean house. They've got a new coach. I yeah, think they brought in all the Patriots. Patriots front office, Patriots coaching staff. Um, you know, they can try that like a lot of other teams have, but it's not going to work. I mean, you need players. I mean, it's, you need right. players, and they just flat out don't have them.
2: All right, and the last quarterback I see worth talking about maybe is Ryan Tannehill to Tennessee, uh, one year, $7 million. What's that look on Ryan Tannehill?
0: Looks like he robbed a bank.
3: Yep.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> is, he, um, is he legitimately going to be in competition for mm-hmm. the starting job there?
0: No, I can't see that. He's insurance for Mariota. That's all it is.
1: I don't know. Mariota Mar- 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 has gone through some rough stretches in the last couple of years. Can he feel his yeah. arm
3: yet? Didn't he? lose yeah, feeling yeah. in his left side or something.
1: Yeah, it's supposedly back, but I mean, he, he'll is, have a couple games but he looks awful.
0: Yeah, Tannehill is nine and seven insurance. That's what he is. If Mariota goes down, they can finish nine and seven, and you know, eh, just but Mariota. I mean, he's their starter. Unless he gets hurt, though, the way I see it.
1: Yep. Well, All speaking right. of backups, look, um, one guy that I'm kind of digging deep on, I'm going to look at rostering Robert Griffin III. Um, I, don't, I, don't I, don't, think, I don't blame you. I don't think Jackson can stay healthy. The way that that guy plays, he's young. He's kind of foolish in you know, scrambling vets like Russell Wilson. They know when to get out, and they know when to turn up field. Um, I think Jackson's going to take some hard knocks before he gets that in his head. And I think Griffin could, I'm holding him just in case he starts half a year. Cause for, you know, six games, he could be, he's going to be my, my, you know, on a super flex, he'll be my quarterback too, if he's playing.
2: Yeah. Lamar Jackson reminds me a lot of Michael Vick when he was young. Mm-hmm. It's like first options, not there. I'm running, I'm out. And you get hit a lot doing that, so I could see that being a very interesting, just kind of sleeper pick.
0: Yeah, and I think too, that just the fact that Lamar Jackson ain't that good. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I think Harbaugh now they they're they're pot committed to him, so I think yeah, Griffin. If Jackson gets hurt, I think um, Griffin is good insurance there. I agree with you, Clark. Are you ready okay, to roll? What are the Running yeah. backs
3: and uh, receivers. Yep. Uh, what are we doing first? Let's do some RBs, man. Ooh, ooh,
2: ooh. Receivers yeah, are going to take a while, so yeah, yeah, let's go ahead and knock out the running backs. That's a good idea.
1: Oh yeah, this is long, Eric.
2: Yeah, you're hey in depth, man. I I left no name out.
3: All right, you like, want guys want to like, go ahead and uh, let's talk about Mister Mister
2: Lev Bell. Le'Veon uh, Bell, man's got right. paid. Is he the highest-paid running back in the league? He is, isn't he? New York Jets, four years, fifty-two and a half million dollars. Uh,
3: I think per year he might be. Yeah, I think he is up there. But it's not even. It it's not what he, he cost really wanted. So much money. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. He
2: did not get what he was hoping for. Nope. but I mean, still, he's he's Le'Veon Bell. He's got really good talent. He's coming off of you know a year off, so he's got he's going to have fresh legs. Reports where he's overweight, but he's Le'Veon Bell. He's going to drop back down. He's going to get to playing, but he's going to be fine.
0: He's going to need just, those fresh legs playing in New York.
2: Yeah, I don't like the Jets' offensive line. I don't. Uh, the Jets, is one of the worst places he could have landed, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't. I like he's, the, not, he's not going like to. He's Jets. not going to be Pittsburgh, Le'Veon Bell. No, no. no.
1: He wasn't going to be anywhere he went.
3: I think he really helps um, Sam Darnold. Honestly. Yep. Sam Darnold had nobody to throw to in the last couple of games of last season. He actually showed out. He was pretty solid. Um he's like going what? going to be 21 this year or 22. He's ridiculously young and you set a you set him up with somebody like Le'Veon Bell plus Crowder. I think um Bell's impact on, on the offense can be good and it it's just going to it's going to help that. It's going to help that whole team, I think. I don't I don't think he's going to be the number one overall
0: fantasy running back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's going he's gonna to get fed. Yeah, and I think a big part of his game, too, is he catches a ton of balls out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. So if Darnold can learn to use him as a check down and, you know, utilize that talent, that aspect of Le'Veon Bell's game, I think it is going to help Darnold. I think it's going to help Le'Veon Bell in the fantasy world. Um, I just, you know, let's see if Darnold can can do that and, and learn to hit those checkdowns and hit him out of the backfield because Le'Veon Bell catches so many balls out of the backfield.
1: Yeah, I agree with Dave. I think Le'Veon Bell helps everybody else on that team, you know, Darnold primarily, <laughs> but he's not going to be anywhere near top three, top five. I, I, I bet he's in the top 12 this year, but, I mean, couple, Jets, bad offensive line. He's going to get a lot of attention. The offense is going to kind of, you know, try to figure itself out. He might, he, I mean, he might struggle a lot. You're going to see. It. He's probably not going to be as good as. De- well, never mind. I retract that. <laughs> go ahead. Cause I think I you are going with that. <laughs> uh, I was going to take it. I was going to say he's probably not going to be as good as Devonta Freeman or something like that.
0: Oh, okay, I didn't. Yeah. Okay,
2: that's not where I thought you were going. Where did you right?
0: think I was going to go? I thought because me and me and Eric had that trade for Bell and Johnson. I thought you were going to say he's not going to be as good as David Johnson.
2: No, I, I don't think, think so. he's gonna be as good as David Johnson.
1: No, I think DJ is gonna be way better.
2: I had to get out from under that contract, so, so I took on a higher contract for less years.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know, not way better, but
0: but you're probably Eric, you're in a good spot because you've got Bell for
2: what two years? Uh, because I, I think this is his last year, it was two years last year.
0: All right, so if, if you're gonna one. get a year, this is the year to have him. I mean, the first year of all a right. new contract, new team. Um, I think if there's going to be a year, he's going to go off. I mean, running backs are only going to, you know, get worse as time goes on. So um, you're going to well, get and, probably the best out of him, I think.
2: Boy, well, and the good news is if I don't get the best out of him, if he, you know, shits the bed, restricted for him. agent. Tat, well, yeah, no, yeah. restricted for agent. And if he's worth it by the, what, the highest somebody bids, I'll take him. If somebody overpays for him, in my opinion, I'll let him go. Yep. But coming off of a bad year, I can get him cheap.
1: He's getting kind of old, too, isn't he? Like, getting closer to 30?
0: He is, and he's he's had so many touches. I mean, he was a workhorse in, in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. So, you know, who knows what he's got left. But, yeah, he's he's creeping up there.
2: Well, that's so, why he didn't want to play out his franchise tag. is because he didn't want to be their workhorse. He didn't want to get run into the ground the last year and get injured and, you know, have all these reps under his belt and try to sign somewhere else. He wanted and, that
0: year he didn't off want, or to get paid he didn't want 14 million dollars too
2: <laughs> like that chump yeah, change i get
0: it he yeah it's just hard to believe he left 14 mil on the table guaranteed
2: oh crazy well
1: what was his guaranteed money in pittsburgh because th- isn't Four, the jets it was contract... fourteen? the
0: franchise tag would have been 14 <clears throat> so right. it, that was guaranteed last year he didn't get paid a penny of it and yeah but the jets. when
1: the, in, well, contract talks, it was like they weren't going to give him a lot of guaranteed money. Like they were going right. to give him – Pittsburgh was offering to give him a contract, but it was a very low amount of guaranteed money, and that's right. what his big complaint was. Well, I and think
0: I, he his guaranteed money in New York was only like 30 – I think it was only around 30. Well. Which, I mean, listen, it's $30 yeah. million. It sounds stupid to say, oh, he, he lost money, but um, I, I don't think that –
2: how was Standing he going to beat his year, I
0: don't, Yeah, I don't think he, he won that deal. I don't think he came out of that the way he
1: wanted to. So if you had to sign him today, um, are you paying top five prices for him?
0: No, no. Let somebody else, because somebody will. Um,
1: somebody will. Are yeah, you signing I him for more let than let two me.
0: years? I'm not signing him at all, but no, I wouldn't sign him for more than two years. Absolutely not.
2: Eric, what do you think? I think I, I got him at the right spot. Honestly, if sign him for one year, see what happens after there. If you got tags, if you don't have tags and you feel like rolling the dice, sign him for two. I wouldn't go any higher than two.
0: Yeah, don't go over two years on him, yeah.
2: Dave. I don't. I don't like to
3: uh, sign a top running back for any longer than a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, top paid, top paid running back. So yeah, running backs you know are me? so. Like, I would rather, I would rather look for, I would rather get a, I would, I would, I like to sign value players for longer and high played players for less years. If that makes sense, I'm okay with. Like, if he's got the highest two, the second or third highest salary in the entire league, and he's going to come up as a free agent next year. Okay, great. Like, what's the likelihood he's going to get paid any more than that? Like. Literally no chance at all. So it really depends on the contract situation. But if, let's say, Le'Veon Bell this offseason is a free agent, how much am I going to pay for him? Um, as little as possible. But, I mean, I'm okay with paying him, you know, top five. I'm okay with it paying him top five money. I just wouldn't go long term. All
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right.
2: All right, next one. Um I'm interested in where do you go? Latavius Murray going to New Orleans 4 years 14.4 million. Can he fill the Mark Ingram role? Is he going to be Mark Ingram?
3: Yeah, th- I, I really like him for 3 years, 3 or 4 years. I would I would definitely sign him for a long term because mm-hmm. he's not getting paid, you know, top 15 money. He's probably not even getting getting paid
2: running back 2 money. I'm really uh, pissed off that I'll let him go off my team because I let him go before I knew he signed in New Orleans.
0: Yeah. And I think in New Orleans, I mean, even if he's not going to be Mark Ingram, they like to play that two running back set. They like to mix it up with Kamara. I think he's going to, going to work out really well there. Mm-hmm. That offense is just, I mean, they score 30 points a game. They spread the ball around. It's just a, that's an offense that you just feel good about. And you know that they, are gonna score points and he's gonna get touches and they're probably gonna, you know, work out in his favor if, if you own him.
1: Yeah, like p- part of their game plan is to employ the battering ram on occasion, and mm-hmm. it's enough. Latavius will get enough battering ram work to, yeah. I I'd, I'd keep I'd kind of pick him up as like a, a probably like my running back two, but like on a, a pay him like a lower running back two, maybe a, a third running back flex guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's going to be as, value, as valuable as Ingram. But, like you said, he is the Saints' number two running back.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would take him... If I had to pick between him and Ingram for my team, I'd take Murray over Ingram now with, with Ingram's situation.
2: Really? Yeah, wow. that's a good that's a good know. transition. Mark Ingram, Baltimore, three years, $15 million. So, I'll yeah, talk about yeah. that.
0: Yeah, I, I would rather Murray.
2: I don't I know, man. I, know, man.
3: I I like I I really like it maybe this is not for long term because Even, Mark I mean, Ingram's going to be end up being the workhorse but
0: right that's the, the
3: issue the, the ridiculousness that is the running back that's getting paired with Lamar Jackson the fact that Gus Edwards put up you know 150 yard games there's I mean there's no telling what Mark Ingram can do there I think is. there the lack of competition there for him is 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 every reason why I like I like him in that in that system in that spot? I think he's going to be phenomenal. Maybe not for three years, but take I'll take him this year and next year, and and deal with
0: it. Yeah, so, I don't. That Baltimore offense, it's schemy, man, and people have studied it's it. It's not good. It's just, yeah, that's you're right. It's just not good, and I just don't trust Ingram there. I don't think that's going to work out at all. I really, when I saw he signed there, it was like. I was just, you. I just don't like it. It doesn't pass the smell test for me.
2: Dude, Baltimore has no good wide receivers at this point. They have a quarterback that loves to pull the ball down and run, isn't shy about doing it, as we've previously talked about. They had Gus Edwards, but now they have Mark Ingram ahead of them. I'm sure that's the way the depth chart's, depth chart's going to go. They're just going to stack the box. They're going to dare the quarterback to run it or dare him yeah. to and, hand the ball off. And, and don't or forget for like, throw, throw the ball. No one's going to catch it.
0: Yeah, and their defense bailed them out a ton. Their defense was nasty last year, and their defense got depleted. So that offense is going to have to score points, and they only have one way to do it, and that's a that's a scary thing for you know fantasy fantasy wise owning Mark Ingram. Look at, right, I mean, look I just at David don't like Johnson. It.
2: Look at David Johnson. Mm-hmm. They dared Arizona to throw the ball. They just stacked yeah, the box against they the they rock couldn't. game. dared Rosen to throw the ball. So yeah. they're going to do the same thing in Baltimore.
0: Yeah, but
3: the difference is Lamar here, Jackson. Right? Lamar Jackson and Josh Rosen, like there's no comparison to that those two no, offer. They're two totally
0: different Lamar types,
3: Jackson so. commands so much attention. Like he can he is such a threat to run just like RG3 was in Washington. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I get the whole point about the passing attack not being there, but that's what they're not building their game, their offense on the passing game. They're building it on the running game. Right. But that's what's
0: scary is that, you know, Mark Ingram is going to get fed all these touches, all these touches. Like, is he going to hold up and, you know, can they block for him? Is he going to get, you I mean, I don't know. I just don't, I don't see that as, you know, Mark Ingram being a, you know, an impact player there. He's certainly going to get the touches, so maybe he can make something happen with it, but I don't, I just don't see it.
2: I see a lot of when the ball gets snapped, Ingram's crossing in front of the quarterback, and either he's getting the ball and running left, or the quarterback's keeping the ball running right. It's not going right. to take defenses long to figure out,
1: right. you know,
2: that that play's coming, you know, four times a drive, and they're going to stop it. Ingram's going to be tackled in the backfield a lot because of that scenario, because yeah, they're just going to stack gonna, it.
0: They're going to be playing from behind a lot this year. Like I said, that defense is depleted, and you're down 14-0. There's not, you know, you can only run that type of offense for so long. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll be, maybe I'm completely wrong. I just, I don't like it. I don't like that Baltimore offense deal at all.
1: Well, I, I kind of feel the same, I feel about Ingram like I had about Shady last year. You know, you he wasn't on a great team, but you knew he was going to get the work. Yeah. That's, I kind of love how that worked out. He had a
0: terrible year.
1: Well, it, I don't know. Yeah. He <laughs> I, he I mean, was not, yeah, he
0: was awful last year. Well, and maybe. he was kind of, he got hurt a few times and he just stopped caring too. He's like, screw this. I'm not getting beat up for.
2: I was a shady defender. I had him on a team and I was like, he's shady, man. He can play. It doesn't matter what teams around him. No. Right. No. That's not true. So that's Come the thing with running backs. There. Like, well, he he was kind of a budget
1: guy, right? Shady wasn't. He, you were yeah. going to pay a bunch for him, but you still kind of hoped he was going to be productive. I kind of feel right. Ingram he he
2: was my play. he was my flex play. Yeah, but shady
0: yeah. shady was three times the running back Mark Ingram was or is. All, all
1: right,
3: right. <clears throat> all right, Matt. So before we take our uh, break, let's go ahead and just right now let's do a water bet: Ingram versus Murray. I will take the Ingram side. You can take Latavius Murray, and we'll do fantasy points at the end of the year.
2: Can I get in on that? I want Murray. Sure. I'll,
1: I'll take Ingram. Ingram.
2: I, yeah, oh, I want there Ingram. There you go. Two Ingrams, two Murrays. It works out There we some. go.
0: Yeah, what, what the hell? Sure. Let's roll. All right, guys, so...
3: We're about halfway done. Well, maybe a little bit more than halfway done. We're going to take a quick break and uh, give us a word from our benevolent sponsor for this week's show, and we'll catch you on the flip side. What's up, guys? This is David from the Fantasy Salary Captain's Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Let me tell you about our friends over at Friskies for one second. I'll be honest, guys. I have a cat. I have two cats. Um, not really by choice, but, um, you know, they're picky and you guys might be in the same position. You might also have picky uh, pets at home. And, you know, sometimes my cats, they just don't like the standard run of the mill cat food. And that's why just like salary cat players, you know, everybody wants something a little more, you know, we start off with redraft then we go to dynasty and now, Finally graduated to the real leagues with salary cap fantasy football. You know, and your cats, they want that extra next step. And that's where Friskies comes in. Friskies has flavors that even the most discerning of feline palates will purr over. These are delicious treats. I mean, let me just mention some of these flavors to you. And tell me you're not getting hungry. <laughs> I'm not getting hungry by Ocean Whitefish. Maybe uh, seafood's not your game and you want a little turkey with giblets. Mmm, mmm. And my own personal favorite, Mariner's Delight. Let me tell you guys, these are not just standard run of the mill cat food, they also offer three appetizing textures that is, yummy pate. It's solid, it's pressed into a uh, mold, and it is covered in rich, creamy gravy that just falls apart on the tongue. And then, of course, we have the savory chunks, the satisfying bite and of a meaty texture, and creamy gravy is always a hit with my cats. Plus, of course, my personal favorite, the Shreds. I mean, how cool is that name? Not only is it a cool name, but it is a really cool meal. Lightly dressed strings of meat and brown and clear glistening fat and gluconous syrup. It's a winner for dinner. Make sure you guys shop at Walmart and you take advantage of our limited time offer. If you mention FF Cellar Captains at any Walmart, you do get a 97 pack of Frisky's multi-flavored cat food for only $49.99 and again it's only for a limited time might not even be available when you show up that's how limited it is Uh, as a warning uh, we do not contone um, owning a cat they try to murder you on ever on a a constant basis and um, and that's why I want to feed them good food because I'm thinking that they might not try to murder me at uh, for maybe five minutes afterwards so Hope you guys enjoyed that. Let's get back to welcome back to the show. Appreciate you guys um, staying with us. We're going uh, to uh, be heading into we're going to be heading into some more free agent talk. Uh, we've got a, a running back situation that definitely needs to be covered before we head over to the wide receivers. Um, however, after we finish this up, we're going to go ahead and answer one of our first w- listener questions for today's show, and we've got one more at the end, so stay tuned for that, um, Eric. Which running back situation did you want to talk about as far as free agency
2: is concerned? Yeah, man. Uh, San Francisco, I'm looking at, and they have a plethora of running backs. So they brought in Tevin Coleman for not a lot of money. He really hurt his uh, capital last year. Two years, $10 million. They brought in Raheem Mostert, three years. I don't have the figures in front of me because I couldn't find them reported anywhere. So that means they're sitting on Jarrett McKinnon, Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert, and Matt Breida. I personally think Matt Breida is getting shipped out somewhere, traded somewhere. But they were talking, you know. McKinnon's good; he's our guy; he's just fine. And then they get Tevin Coleman or Mostert. What's going on in San Francisco? Who's the Who's the running back that you're paying for, or who's Who's going to have the good year? Can you trust Eric McKinnon?
3: I want to I want to target Matt Breida, to be honest with you, because he's the least expensive guy out of the bunch. I think this reminds me a lot of what happened in New England a couple of years ago where everybody was freaking out about Burkhead and Jeremy Hill. And then Dion Lewis, the one guy that was already on the team that nobody wanted to talk about because he wasn't the sexy name that came into free agency. um, People slept on him. I think Matt Breida did a great job while McKinnon was out. McKinnon might still be recovering from this injury, and maybe that's why they're bringing Tevin Coleman in. Um, But I feel like for the price... Breed is going to be the cheapest guy and has just as much of a shot to be a fantasy producer in there uh, in San Francisco.
2: So you think Breed stays in San Francisco?
3: Um, you don't think, you don't mean, think you they trade him or anything? You can't predict the future, but he was a undrafted free agent. Um, so I mean, they're not paying him very much at all, and for what he showed, I think there's there's no way they just give him
2: up and get rid of him for what he has, I mean, they have to pay. Him. He was a beast last year. I figured that would throw his name out there and just see if somebody would pay up for him. Yeah, he was crazy last year. He was great.
1: Uh, well, Brita and Mostert are both fairly cheap. I, I just found uh, Mostert's contract on Spotrack. Um, it's three years, $8.7 it's not that bad. I don't know. I think okay. signing up all these guys, it's, it's insurance for McKinnon. And if you look back to when he was playing with the Vikings, he couldn't stay healthy. Like, he just gets hurt. So even though they paid him this, this you know, big pile of money, um, he gets hurt.
0: Yeah, and, and I'd be curious to see if, if you've got Kyle Shanahan on the truth syrup and asked him. I don't think he knows. Um, I think they're just going to ride a hot hand. That's kind of the way he runs an offense. Um, and I think that could that could be a sketchy fantasy situation. Um, those guys kind of have some injury history. And I think they're just going to kind of roll the hot hand. And it couldn't end up being any one of them. And it kind of would make me nervous. Um, I don't think Brady's is going anywhere. But um, it will be interesting. that's going to be a... a Kind of a, a fascinating storyline out there to see how that shapes out.
2: I mean, look at what Shanahan did with the Falcons with Tevin Coleman Devontae Freeman. Now imagine having these four running backs. It Yeah. Every play you got fresh legs out there, and each pair of fresh legs are good. They're running back horse looking stout, man. Yeah, and that's the way he
3: likes to run the offense. And, I mean, he's been doing it ever since. I mean, really, he was – um he was a quality control guy for his dad and helping with Alfred Morris going off for 1,200 and some odd yards and 10 touchdowns in Washington. Um, I mean, but, but like I said, I would just go with the cheapest one. And I think, Clark, that's a good point. You brought up with um, Mostert. Um, I didn't even really think about him, but um, I think I think Breida's upside might be a little bit more. Um than Mostert, but, you know, you never know. I mean, I think all of these guys are, I mean, for what you're going to pay them, I think they're worth rostering, except for McKinnon and Coleman might still be a little too expensive for my, my taste.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it says on Spotrack that San Francisco can get out of McKinnon's contract for just a 6 million dead cap hit this year. Um, it looks like most of his contract was like front loaded.
3: Um, he gets some- but $6 million for a running back is not cheap no, so, but you, they,
2: no They could get out What are you valuing McKinnon at For your Dynasty League this year like, Do you want him? How much are you paying for him?
1: I mean
3: I've already got him on a team um, And I just I, I, I really liked The idea of him being the main guy over there But last year it kind of Threw a wrench in, in all of that I still like his potential I'm not selling low I think if you're going to sell him right now or make any kind of transaction, like it's going to be not quite what his value could be once the season starts and he gets the first couple of carries. Um, but, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're going to go out and try to buy him or maybe he's a free agent in your pool and you can bid on him, I, I just say be, be conservative and uh, target somebody else for that money.
2: So buy low if you don't have them, but hold them if you have them. Is yeah. that your advice? Basically, because you're not going to get value for him at this point, right? And not until he gets those first couple touches and shows Maybe, that he is. You what, might find may
3: one guy in your league that still is a believer. And if you can get legit RB2 value for him, I, I, I would be willing to sell for that. Cool. Thanks yeah. for clearing that up.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Cool. So we got our first listener question for the day. <laughs> This is from Brett McCabe. Brett um, doesn't show where he's from. Um, I think it sounds like he might be from North Dakota. So we're just going to go for that? His question <laughs> reads, hey, now, this is my team, 12-team Dynasty, Debbie League, 30 roster spots, plus eight taxi for players less than two years NFL experience. Unlimited Debbie. It's one of those kitchen sink type leagues. I've got, I have to tag Damian Williams and James White. Can Restricted for agent franchise tag or transition tag. Bigger question is I have an offer on the table. I can give Damian Williams, so he would have to tag Damian Williams, so he can give up the rights to Damian Williams and he would get seven rookies Will Greer, Ryan Finley, Travion Williams, Jalen Hurd, David Sills, Greg Dorch, and Jay Sternberger. Thinking if I should accept the trade. Got all these guys on my taxi squad or put all these guys on my taxi squad and franchise James White. What do you guys think? It's a first year in a contract slash Devi, Only second year of Dynasty. Thanks for any advice. Well, thank you for the question, Brett. Um, do you guys have – I know, um, Eric, you've got some thoughts on Damian Williams. Why don't you go ahead and give your take on why you like him, and then I'll uh, mention the rookies, and then we can go ahead and talk this out.
2: All right. I do like Damian Williams. I'm like the one guy here that likes him that likes him the most. Um, I think last year he was given the opportunity. He re- performed really well with the opportunity. Kansas City's pass offense is legit, freeing him up to be able to run the ball. They did bring in Carlos Hyde, a one-year contract, $2.8 million. I think he's more of a you know, give him relief type running back, maybe give him some guidance, teach him how to do some things, whatever. That's why it's only a one-year contract. I don't think he's there to take the job. I don't think if they draft another running back, that running back's taking the job. I think Damian Williams has a really good year this year. I like him more than I like James Conner. And James Conner had a good year last year. So I like Damian Williams. I don't think it's worth the seven lottery picks to give up Damian Williams. I would tag him, and I would keep him. But I think I'm the only one on this podcast that believes that, so I'll open it up to you guys to say the opposite point.
1: Uh yeah you're the only guy that says that. I think Damian Williams is just waiting to be replaced so yeah so let's
3: not let's maybe Damian Williams let's maybe mention um let's maybe mention the the guys. Let's talk about these rookies real quick um while we while we can um I think the real question is, are any of these guys do they have a similar upside as Damian Williams? and obviously with them being rookies we don't know the landing spot but i can see let's say player player let's take the situation out of it who would you rather have um i i i do think that um as far as a running back is concerned travion williams has a good enough skill set to produce like damian williams given the same opportunity if that if that makes any sense um you know, I don't think he's going to be drafted very high, but then, then again, Damian Williams wasn't drafted very high either. Um, he was a committee back, and he just kind of found himself in a good situation. And <clears throat> excuse me, but I'm not 100% convinced that Williams is going. Damian uh, Damian Williams is going to be um, the guy moving forward beyond this next season. Um, it could be that he is, but I I think that. The Kansas Kansas City um, will bring somebody else in in the draft. Um, it would be really funny if you ended up doing this trade and then Travion Williams ended up getting drafted there. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. I do like his skill set. Um, talking about the other players, Greer, I like him a lot better than Finley. Finley is a backup. Um, mm-hmm. Greer is probably also going to be ending up uh, as a backup, but he's got better potential. Um, Jalen Hurd um, is a low-end Wide receiver depth piece. David Sills has some intriguing upside because he just has been playing wide receiver for about two years. And Greg Dorch, I think, is awesome. Honestly, I think Greg Dorch is the is the gem in this entire thing. He is a very good route runner, um, good in special teams, and I do um, I, I like his game a lot. He was absolutely dominant in Wake Forest. The last couple of seasons, he's coming out early. I like that he's got the, um, you know, the chutzpah to do that. And I think he's going to be drafted in probably the third round of the NFL draft, which is which is pretty good for somebody coming out of Wake Forest. And then you got Jay Sternberger. Um, he's a good pass-catching tight end. Um, he's a big-body guy as well. And I've seen some rumored connections between him and New England. So yeah. I, I would... I would just say that out of those guys, I would rather have those lottery tickets um, depending on the contract you got to pay them. Um, But uh, that's just my thought. I think, I think both sides, they have valid points. I think there's, it could easily could be Damian Williams out produces all these guys. I mean, I don't think that's going to be a shocking to anybody if that happened. Um, But for me, I I like having, um, you know, three or four legit, um, high-end rookies coming in um i like those shots of course depending on the contract you gotta pay him
0: yeah i think uh brett accept that trade and do it quickly Uh, (laughs) and here's the thing i don't know what you guys think but i think looking at his roster even without damian williams he's got some some pieces at running back there um adrian peterson leonard fournette might be a little bit of a question mark but you know, if you lose Williams, you pick up those those long-term assets, and you're still probably going to be okay at running back. Um, James White is kind of risky, those New England running backs, but but I am not a believer in Damian Williams. We've gone over that, and um, Dave laid out all the upside for the those Debbie picks. So I, I like it. i say accept that trade.
2: Cool. What it comes down to is you, you would be the guy's – taking the rookies. I would be the guy offering seven unknowns for the one guy that I like. It just comes down to your preference, man.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I, I think they're both valid points. I, I think consensus, if you pulled Twitter, I think Damian Williams would win this like by a landslide. I don't think that it would be anywhere close. But, um, again, in a contract league, it really has to be put into perspective. I mean, you're looking to – you're looking to sell a ta- like a, the rights to one player for a shot at a bunch of other players. It depends on how the tags are kind of lined up too. Um, but I but like but what I'm thinking is Damian Williams might not have the long term potential to be like the KC back for 2019, 2020, 2021. Um, but anyways, I mean, I think uh, I think it's pretty close and um it goes about kind of how you're building your roster too but thank you so much for the question i think that was really intriguing um let's roll into wide receivers obviously the number one uh move in free agency gotta be antonio brown um do you guys want to go ahead and start off with antonio
2: brown i love Derek carr i've said it year in and year out Derek carr is the best quarterback there has ever been and ever will be (laughs) <laughs> and those of you that I, listen regularly Know that is garbage BS. I hated Derek Carr last year But man with Antonio Brown this year I'm super excited that I have him uh, He's got Good lord He's got Tyrell Williams uh, Antonio Brown JJ Nelson Dwayne Harris. Man, Oakland is stacked And I think Antonio Brown is going to have a monster year They were cutting All season last season Just to make money, make money, make money, make money. And they spin it to bring in Antonio Brown. This is not going to be a throwaway year. They're not just going to phone this one in. Antonio Brown is going to break records. Wow. Yeah. That's monster. He is a monster.
0: I don't know. The way with Antonio Brown, if he got frustrated with Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin, have fun with Derek Carr and John Gruden, my man, because... I don't know. I just see that blowing up. I mean, he's, he's Antonio Brown. He's going to have good stats in a good year, but uh, he, yeah. Derek Carr, yeah. No, not, not buying in on the car train. But Brown's one of those receivers that's going to, his stats are going to be there. It doesn't matter who's throwing him the ball. I mean, he's going to catch it. He's going to get his targets, his catches, and he's going to have a good year, but breaking records, I don't, I don't know. I don't like, I don't think that's going to happen.
2: Dude, they got him, and they brought in Tyrell Williams. That they, they're spending money.
0: They're, yeah, they're but not, just
2: because they're, you... they're gonna, they're gonna. The, the pressure's on them to have a good year. I know Gruden's got a guaranteed contract for every many years. Whatever it, it doesn't make a shit to him. To the ownership, it matters, man. They brought in these receivers. They're going to be throwing the ball, and with solid receivers, Carr can have a good year. I'm not worried about Carr. I hated him last year because they were phoning it in but this year he's going to have a great year with Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams. Those two are going to be beasts.
1: Well, I don't know if Carter's shown us enough the last couple of years to prove he's look big Ben was, he was a good quarterback for the tertiary pieces on the team to be productive. Lev Bell was always great. Antonio Brown was always great. We've just had Juju kind of emerge in the last couple of years But Big Ben is a better quarterback than Derek Carr. I mean, Carr had Amari Cooper and couldn't get Amari Cooper going. And they've kind of had a little bit of a carousel the last couple of years. But you're you're putting in a new receiver into a new system on a new team. The guy just got paid. And Carr hasn't been outstanding to say that, oh, he makes every single wide receiver better. I don't know. I don't even think he's going to come close to breaking
2: records. They had Amari Cooper and Jordy Nelson. Like, yeah, that's different than Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams. Those That's two completely different receiver cores. You got one taking the pressure off the other. Antonio Brown is going to draw the double. Tyrell Williams is also going to have a great year, but they're still going to throw it it within 10 yards of Antonio Brown. The dude's going to catch the ball.
1: Well, I think that you'd have to, if that was going to happen, you have to assume that
2: Carr was better than
1: just average quarterback. And I don't think he is.
2: No, I agree. But it put, give me the ball and I can throw to Antonio Brown and he's going to have a great year. Carr's better than me. You can go out there and throw to Antonio Brown and dude's going to come down with touchdowns.
1: Yeah, but statistically, historically, wide receivers moving into a new system, their first year aren't as productive as they were previously. It's just
2: granted. I'll give it's, you it's,
1: that. Yeah. So if, if he's going to take a step forward from where he was, then he'd have to be playing with. Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. Uh, I will make a water bet right now. I'll
2: take Derek Carr thing. over Aaron Rodgers. What? I, I will, will
1: take that right now. Yep.
2: All yes. day. I'll I do take not a, like Aaron Rodgers next year.
0: I'll take a house bet on that. Forget the water
2: <laughs> bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, with Rodgers over court. Derek Carr could have one good eye and one leg. He's he's gonna have a great year with these receivers, man. Oakland is stacked at receiver.
1: No, I I will I will spot you gosh, let me think about this. I'm willing to spot you games this year for that bet.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. That's I mean, having good receivers doesn't make you a good quarterback. Having no. a good quarterback makes you a good receiver. So you know, I, I think, don't
2: I think these receivers are good enough to overcome. They they paid forty four million for Tyrell Williams and fifty for Antonio <laughs> Brown. They, yeah, but take the money out of it. Outfits. Derek
0: Carr, Derek Carr no, it's is still Derek exactly. Carr.
2: Well, I, I understand. Who
0: cares, who cares what they paid for him? they, but the, they still John it doesn't Gruden, make Derek that, Carr better because they paid him more money.
2: John no. Gruden is back whisperer. It's, I'm telling you, everybody sleeping is going to be great. It's not just because I own Derek Carr so, for the next three so months. I have,
0: I have a question for you, Eric. What happens if Arizona drafts Bosa and Oakland takes Kyler Murray?
1: Well, the, Here, my here's my <laughs> yeah. good in yeah, and respers. Yeah,
2: everyone. Quarterback for Oakland. Gonna, yeah, quarterback Derek, for Oakland is going to catch you, but you're going to get bad for that. Darrick. Quarterback. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that was super creepy. Was. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: my chucking for you guys. <laughs>
2: The starting quarterback for Oakland is going to have a better year than Aaron Rodgers because I don't like Aaron Rodgers' receivers, I don't like his running backs, I don't like you don't the like team. His up-
0: receivers, he's got one of the best receivers in the league. And who
2: else? He so does so was Derek Carr, Kyler Murray. They have one of the best receivers. Yeah, in the Yeah, you're
1: comparing Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr. Like I'm
2: comparing their receivers to their to Derek Carr's receivers.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think Green yeah, Bay has yeah. got some upcoming guys that could explode. Yep, Scaling, yep. um St. Brown, Brown, MBS. Yep.
2: I think Oakland has a better receiving <laughs> core. I trust their quarterbacks better.
0: I'm not. I'm not arguing they have a worse receiving core. It's just that it's Derek Carr, man.
3: Great quarterbacks don't need a good receiving core. I mean, right. honestly, like that's the great. thing.
0: Receivers They're, don't. Make
3: Andrew, quarterbacks. Luck, quarterbacks Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Receivers. Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady.
2: None of them have great receiving cores. Uh, and I understand that, and they are a great well, you know quarterback. It's kind play, of funny. We could... Carl, Kyler Murray is going to be a great quarterback. You know what but he... I'm saying? Antonio Brown, Tyrell Williams, uh, J.J. Nelson, Dwayne Harris. Those are going to be good enough. Is make... he
0: going to be good enough, though? That's the question. You're. That's the part you're avoiding here. Is that is he going to be good enough?
2: They're going to be good enough to make him good enough. He can at least put it on target. That's all he has to do. He doesn't have to launch it ninety yards downfield. He can put it on the route on the target it needs to be on. He can read. Their routes good enough, check down. It you don't even have to check down, it's Antonio Brown. Throw it, it doesn't matter who's covering him, he's good. He's Antonio Brown, but even if he does check down, he's got Tyrell Williams he can check down to. He's
0: fine. You, you, you sound like the girl who like her boyfriend cheats on her, but then like a couple months <laughs> yes. later, she's like, No, no, he's changed, doing he's that. changed, <laughs> yeah. he's not doing that anymore. And it's like, Okay, oh, honey, like sure,
2: yeah. I, I think I'll water bet starting quarterback for Oakland will be better to, than, yeah. He can. Uh, what's his name? I don't even care about his name. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, sure, that guy. <laughs> we're gonna, I will clip this. I will clip this, and we will remember
3: episode seven. Uh, whatever time we're at, blah, 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 I'm going to definitely clip
2: this. Moving on to OBJ. Uh, he went to Cleveland for three years, $52.7 million. Uh, what's the beast going to do in Cleveland, man, with that awesome quarterback they got there?
0: He's going to eat. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, Cleveland is looking really good this coming up year. I mean, they they lost Kareem Hunt, sure, but who cares, man? They got Odell Beckham.
1: <laughs> um, have you guys seen where where people are valuing Baker as a top top one or top two quarterback for startups?
2: I've hmm. seen it. I wouldn't I wouldn't pay up for him like that hub just because I don't want to spend that much money on him. But if you can get him as maybe a top 5 or 5 or 4 that's been that
1: top 5 yeah I, I don't think i'd pay well well who else would you rather have him mahomes if you're starting a, you know start up right now long term guy that you're going to pay a bunch of money for and build around who would you rather I'd, have between mahomes mayfield who would be anybody else
2: mayfield because mahomes might not have hill like at this point
1: right so um, it's top.
2: I'm, he's top two. Yeah, I just don't want to pay as a top two. Get, getting greedy. Yeah. Rather save some money and spend elsewhere, but it doesn't always work out that way. Yeah. I mean, no. You know, That's also OBJ. Other he's going to eat, he's going to be good this year, right? Yeah. yeah. Pay pay for him like a top end receiver and sign him to a decent contract, and just count your money.
0: Yeah, if you're if you're if you want him, you're going to have to pay him as a top five receiver, and I think that's okay. I think he's going to kind of be rejuvenated there. His health is always kind of a question, but um, I think he's going to be rejuvenated. Cleveland's the talk of the league, um, and I think he's going to have incentive to to play. And you know, he's going from Eli Manning to Baker Mayfield. I mean, he's going to be pumped playing yeah. with one of his best friends and Landry like. Mm -hmm. The fans are going to be excited. The team is going to be excited. And and listen, they they have a good team. Like, they really do. Um, So I think that you – I don't think it would be crazy to pay him, you know, a lot of money. If you want to go get him, go get him. And I don't have a problem paying a lot of money to do it, paying him like a top receiver.
2: Well, and talking about Cleveland reminds me, we didn't talk about Kareem Hunt going there. He's suspended for eight games, but he is in Cleveland for one year, $1.1 (laughs) billion dollars. What does that do for Kareem Hunt and uh, Chubb?
0: I think it's going to help them. I mean, Hunt's going to come back halfway through the season, um, and then they can just run a, a two. I mean, so many teams as the run that two running back system, and it works. And I think that's what they're going to do. They're just going to split snaps, and I think Hunt can really help Chubb um, and help Mayfield. I think, o-
2: I think Odell can help Chubb.
0: Yeah, I think every – I mean – They're just a lot of complementary pieces there and a lot of weapons that if they all buy in, I think they can all, um, you know, do well. And I think if Hunt comes back rested, you know, I don't think that he's necessarily going to take over for Chubb. But, you know, 1A, 1B, whatever way you slice it, I think that could work out really well.
2: I'll follow up a water bet with another water bet. Cleveland makes the playoffs. Any takers?
0: I mean, I agree. I think they make it. <laughs> that, and the AFC North's a joke this year. Yeah. I mean, the Ravens lost their whole defense. The Steelers lost their whole offense. And the Bengals just flat out suck. So, um, yeah, I think, I think Cleveland should have, as long as they don't self-implode, they should have no problem winning that division.
1: Well, that's what I was going to bring up. It's, Cleveland kind of has an embarrassment of riches. I mean, They have mm-hmm. OBJ. Yeah. They have Landry they have Njoku they have Chubb they have yep. Hunt I mean Duke Johnson's still there they have Antonio Callaway mm-hmm. I mean and their defense all... is
0: good they're, they have a really good defense right um, so if it... they're their own worst enemy this year if right. those egos get crazy um you know I, I think they are their own worst enemy and the only thing that's going to get in their way is those guys' egos heads and and starting to bicker over touches and balls, or if they lose a tough game, you know, they start getting wacky about it. But um, I think the only thing standing in the way of them winning the division is themselves.
1: Well, I could see them spreading the ball around a lot. Oh yeah. Just to where guys don't quite live up to the expectations we have set out for them Mm -hmm. just because Baker has, what does he have? Five legitimate options to give the ball to. So, Mm Really? I'm going to circle back. I would, I would pay top two for Baker Mayfield as a top two startup guy. Yeah. Um, he's going he's gonna to have such an awesome season.
2: He, I think he, he is. is
1: too. I think last year he showed I'll that he's him. got the maturity to do it.
2: I think he does. He's in a similar situation as Derek Carr. And the only reason I bring it up is because. Enough
1: with the Derek Carr, man. Well,
2: no, he, he's, a better quarterback, he's a better quarterback than Derek Carr. I'll give him that. And that's why everybody just knows Cleveland's going to be good this year. Derek Carr is going to. Derek Carr. Uh, Mayfield's going to perform. All his receivers are going to perform. Like, is, Cleveland's going to be really good this year. Yeah, but the, so, the other so, thing like, is. For the, is same, for the same argument I brought up, Derek Carr, I'm bringing for baker mayfield no i disagree else. because Charlotte,
0: cleveland yeah. actually like showed signs of improvement last year and they're on the right trajectory oakland didn't i mean oakland no
2: they they had signs of improvement it's called getting oh. three first round picks that's okay. their signs of improvement like, no, no that's like
0: saying oh i bought i bought powerball tickets so did you win well no but i bought tickets it's like okay but you can't <laughs> like, win
2: if you don't buy them
0: no but cleveland are okay. cash in on theirs so that's my point like and they won would cleveland win eight games last year seven games like they're already there, and their division got worse. Oakland's playing a division with the Chargers, the Chiefs. I mean, the Broncos yeah. are the Broncos, but, I mean, you got to factor that in, too, is that the, the Raiders have a tougher schedule and tougher division
2: than That's the Browns fine. do. They're going to do great. But Cleveland's going to yeah. have a great year is what I was trying to say. I was no, trying I to take a comparison, but there's a reason everybody likes them. Like They have really good weapons all over the place. Mm-hmm. I would rather pay the money for Jarvis Landry because everybody's going to pay Fred O'Beckham. I think in most people's minds, it drives Jarvis Landry's value down because there is OBJ there. Mm -hmm. I think it kind of brings it up because they're both number one wide receivers. They both are really talented, and you're going to have to pick one to over uh, double cover, and they're going to double cover OBJ.
0: Yeah, you could have a shot. You could have a shot to buy Landry kind of, not cheap, but you might be able to. And I agree with you. I think he's going to get a lot of, um, a lot of looks still because of the OBJ coverage.
1: Well, talk um, about OBJ, uh, let's swing over to Golden Tate. Giant signing Golden Tate, four years, $37.5 million. He's not no. OBJ.
2: He's not no. going to do what OBJ I did. Know, but
1: I just wanted to ask you guys, what on earth are they doing?
2: What on they earth is th- he doing? Getting OBJ.
1: He's getting paid. Golden Tate no, is getting paid.
2: Yeah, he's that, making he, money.
0: That was a money grab for him. That was his last, last contract. It was a money but, grab.
1: But why would the Giants even do it? Because
0: they're the giants. (laughs) Seriously, like that's your answer. There's no like, you're not gonna run an offense around freaking Golden Tate. Um, I think they needed a receiver mentally because they lost OBJ. He was the best one still out there.
1: And so Golden Tate is Gettleman's like blankie. uh, Yeah, I
0: mean blankie or just something to teddy bear. You need a teddy bear. He's something. Like he's something. That's.
2: It's what they did. You're you're looking at an NFL team that is on tilt right now. They had the the Eli Manning issues and all the controversy. Oh, we're gonna break his perfect record of games started and all that. And that head coach gets fired, and then you lose OBJ, and then you're like, we got it. We're fully on tilt. They're sitting at the poker table. They have two chips left. Big stacks all around them. They are on tilt, dude. They do not want to be the worst in the division forever, and they're gonna be. It's gonna happen.
0: If I had to make the argument on why they did it, you know, I don't believe this, but I think what they believe is that as Eli Manning gets older, they have Barkley, the, the downfield passing game isn't there. Like, Eli can't do it, and that's not how they want to run the offense. Golden Tate can kind of be that short game, short to intermediate passing game, quick passes because the roll line stinks. And just, it's something for Eli to throw to that might be a little easier than going downfield to OBJ. Golden Tate's that slot receiver. He's going to go to the dirty areas.
1: What and about Sterling
2: Shepard? Yeah, sure. Shepard's and so a good the,
0: player. Shepard's a good player.
1: Um, he just
2: just move, move their safeties up is all they have to do to stop the Giants. Yeah. They yeah. can't yeah. throw it deep. Just move your safeties up. Right. You're fine. They'll and never get a first saying. down. I don't,
0: I don't agree with it, but I think if I had to make an argument for the Giants and why they did it, that would be why trying to help Eli, give him the target, those short passes, try to free up Barkley a little bit, Is it going to work? I don't think so, but maybe that's what they're thinking. Who the hell knows?
2: Going back to Cleveland real quick, is anybody excited about the Sports Center highlights between Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry's one-handed catches this year? What's the over-under for number of one-handed catches just to look cool? Because Baker Mayfield can put it on target. That's just fine. He doesn't have to overthrow them. But they're going to one-hand catch a lot because that's what they do. I'm super excited for that highlight reel.
0: What
2: yeah. Is the, it's like what well, you remember when they used to do the you know, oh that's a big hit you know the the big thing they used to do before the concussion protocol and all that. Oh, stuff. You, got ho- up. Yeah, you got jacked Yeah, you got Jack, That's what it was. They're gonna now do they that do, just lost. with Cle- yeah. They're gonna do that with Cleveland wide receivers. That, it, you got one handed. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. <laughs>
1: um, should we move on down the list?
0: Yeah. Eric, let's couldn't... let's cover that. So, let's cover the Patriots, the receivers they picked up in uh oh wait, yeah, that's right. They didn't get any. Okay, moving uh, on. Yeah. Okay,
2: moving on. Uh who's so, next on the list? Uh Adam Humphreys, Tennessee. Oh. Four years, $36 million, dude got paid. He,
1: yeah, he got did.
0: paid. Um is he gonna have a quarterback to get him the ball?
2: Uh that's a good question, but he does have ten held <laughs> <laughs> No. I mean, he's
0: one of those guys that kind of seems to me like not a system type wide receiver, but if he's not in the right type of offense, like, is he that valuable? Um, You know, Tennessee is not really known for their their passing game. Mariota is not a, you know, a downfield passer. So I'd be kind of worried about Humphreys. I think it's a, you know, you don't pay crazy money for him if someone else wants to let them. But um, I'm not. Super fired up. I, I really liked him this offseason, and he's a free agent in our dynasty league that we all are in together. And I was really excited about targeting him in free agency. And then he signed Until with now. Tennessee, and I was like, "Eh, mm, like, yeah. all right, if I can get him, cool, but I'm not gonna go crazy to grab this guy."
2: No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excited. No. I, I I was the same way. I, I was I was looking to get him, and then it's like, oh, t- if he's yeah. there, I'll spend I'll spend right. a few bucks on him. Well, yeah. um,
1: same thing with Beasley and Buffalo. What you yeah. in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Four years twenty-nine million. I'm I'm not excited. Somebody else can yeah. have him. So I like, like um, John
2: Brown Buffalo. Three years twenty-seven million. You got two Buffalo receivers there.
1: Yeah, See, I'm I I'm more interested in Brown than I am Beasley.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yep. Beasley's yeah. never gonna be that fantasy impact guy. Like I just don't think. No, um, and Allen's got a cannon. But I'll tell you what, mm-hmm. like I, everyone, no one talks about Zay Zay Jones. I really like Zay Jones. Um, him and Allen started to get a good repertoire going last year, mm-hmm. and he's a good young receiver. He's quick. He plays deep. He can catch the short balls. You know, I if I had to pick between the two free agents they signed and Zay Zay Jones, I think I'm going Zay Jones. Um, okay. Those two free agent signings to me, eh, don't excite me.
2: All right, well, Larry Fitzgerald stayed for one more year in Arizona, yes. $11 million. Is Josh Rosen going to be good enough to actually allow Larry to have a good year?
0: Yeah, I love me some Larry Fitz. Give me Larry Fitz all day, every day.
2: Oh, he's a safety blanket, but yeah. he, didn't have, he didn't have his best years, one of his best years last year, but he was still good. He was still yeah, a good and that
0: offense, That offense they ran last year was a joke, too, but Larry Fitz, I mean, old reliable man. You know what you're getting? You don't have to worry about Larry Fitz. Like, if you have him, you pay him a reasonable contract and just go year by year with him. But um, I'm all for Larry Fitz, man. Sign me up.
2: Yeah, another player that I'll let go off my team this year instead of restricted free agent or franchising. Yeah. And because I, think, I, I knew he was going to retire. I just knew.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised he came back. but And now that Kingsbury's there, like that's going to be an exciting offense. It's going to be good, who knows. But they're going to try to run that Big 12, you know, Pass, 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 pass. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Larry Fitz is, I mean, it's Larry Fitz, man. Has he ever had a bad year? Like, even when he had a bad year last year, he was still good. I mean, he was still good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, Cordero Patterson, Chicago, two years, $10 million. Anything it's a kick to you? Returner.
0: No, no fantasy yeah. value there.
2: Agreed. Devin Funches goes to Indy for one year, $10 million. He can have a good year with Indy I like Lowe. that.
0: Yeah. If Andrew Luck keeps up and he's healthy and Andrew Luck had such a good year last year, but Mahomes kind of just blacked it out. Um Luck had the second most TDs in the league behind Mahomes, and no one talked about it because mm-hmm. Mahomes just lit it on fire. But um with Evan and e Funches, yeah, if he's healthy, you know, they play half their games inside. Funches just didn't work out in Carolina, I think a new um you know, a change of scenery for him is going to be good. And, and I like that, that too. deal. I think he's going to have a good year.
2: Yep. Any other thoughts on Funches?
1: I think he hurts their tight ends a little bit. Because, I mean, Playing he's a big guy. Funches is, well, is a big guy, right?
0: He's you know? a tall, yeah, he's tall.
1: Yeah, like kind of the, the, just throw it up. He's not going to beat anybody with speed. He's not going to beat anybody with, like, super awesome routes. But no. he's just a, a big body with a good catch radius. Yeah, I, I think he's just a, like a kind of like a different body form of a tight end for them. You know, just box the guy out, and we'll we'll chunk off eight. You know, it's an eight yard pass. Just box him out. I don't know. Right. I think, I think it hurts your tight ends in the end zone.
2: Fair enough. So Deshaun Jackson goes back to Philly, one year, ten million dollars. I love Deshaun Jackson in Philly. Yeah. I think he's going to have a really good year, and this is going to be one of those show me what you can do years, and then he's going to try to get his last good solid contract before retirement. Mm-hmm. So I think Deshaun Jackson can ball out this year. Do
1: you think it's going to be better than his, not last year, but the year before in Tampa Bay? Or mm-hmm. is this year going to be better? I, I, I think it's going to be the same. He hasn't been with the team for a number of years, right? Right. But, and granted, he is going back to Philly, but their coaching staff has had some turnovers, so it's not entirely this the same. Different quarterback, yeah. Right, it's not the same he system he was. He has was never record
0: with Wentz, yeah.
1: Right, I think he's a like a best ball guy. I'm loving Deshaun Jackson in best ball, but for yeah. the three games that he's going to give you, you know, 150 yards and a touchdown, I I don't
0: know. Yeah, he's, he's going to be feast or famine a little bit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He might be one of those frustrating players that, like, he has the good week and you play him the next week, and he does nothing. And I think, Clark, you said it perfectly. He's a best ball guy.
2: Well, that's what he was in Tampa Bay, too, right? He has a great week. Next week, he doesn't. I mean, it, that's what he's always same. been. Yeah. So, I mean, if you, if you go in with that expectation that you have year in, year out, but I think his ups are going to be even higher in Philly than they were in Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, but I hate like, – I, I, I hate starting a guy, even in my flex spot, that you know for the three weeks of the year that you don't know he's going to go off and then the other other weeks that he just kind of hurts your team. I don't know. I try to avoid rostering those guys.
2: No, no. I, I agree. I'm just saying if you're looking at him like he – the same way you looked at him in the past few years when he played in Tampa Bay, it's the same – you look at him the same way. You sign him the same kind of contract, spend the same kind of money – but the difference is his floor is the same, but his ceiling is the higher in Philly, I believe. Like, he's the same player as he was in Tampa Bay. You mm-hmm. look at him the same, but with a higher ceiling. That that yeah. That's my only difference with Deshaun Jackson, because he's the same player. He's going to have the same on and off weeks. And I agree. Best ball, get him. Mm-hmm. That That's a great idea. But if you're on a dynasty or whatever, and you can... In Tampa Bay, you could kind of tell the teams that they would be throwing deep on. Philly, you'll be able to see the same thing, and I think there's more opportunity for Philly to have the deep throw-in games. You know what I mean? Like, good teams throw deep more often just because they can, because they know they can get the first down. You know, for on first down, they'll take a deep shot, just uh, screw it, second or third down, we'll pick up the first down. You
1: mm-hmm. know, there's
2: a little comfort level. So I think there's going to be more deep shots to Jackson, so his ceiling's higher. But, yeah, he'll have those on and off weeks. All right, so moving on from him, uh, Dante Moncrief goes to Pittsburgh. Two years, $9 million. Clearly, they had to bring somebody in after Antonio Brown. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be the number one. Moncrief could be a decent number two. He was good in Indy, and he can catch the ball. What do you think about Moncrief?
1: Uh,
2: (laughs) Not great, huh?
1: Yeah. We have been kinda of waiting for him to do something for since he was in Indy.
2: Right? Well yeah. Always, but, but in Indy he was without luck for a time too.
1: Yeah, but then he did have luck for a time. So True. I don't know. He didn't work out in Jacksonville. I I kinda of think he's gonna be the third receiver on Pittsburgh. How every okay. every year they have the third receiver that you're kinda of curious about but uh, it
2: was Martavis Bryant for a while. And yeah,
1: right. I'm really hoping James Washington steps up, you know, a guy who spent a year sitting, watching now he gets a chance, really hoping he steps up and Moncrief is just the three, but I don't know. I I feel like it's almost a coin flip between like Moncrief is an established receiver. He might be able to come in and adopt a system pretty easily, but Mon uh, Washington is the guy who's been there. He's in the system. So if Moncrief maybe has a hard time picking it up, Maybe he'll lose some traction
2: and he'll just kind of get stuck as the three. Who knows? Okay. I mean, I could see that happening, definitely. <clears throat> so what do we think about uh, Randall Cobb going to Dallas one year, $5 million? Not much. Yeah. It's at the, Randall Cobb is past his, you know, good years. He's just one of the... I mean, you can... Get him as your third wide receiver, maybe. In my opinion, because he can have some good games, he'll get some touchdowns. He's a tall dude, so he'll get some good touchdowns. But I don't, I don't see him being a playmaker.
1: Well, at this point in time, because he's a, he's probably coming in to take over for uh, Beasley, right?
2: That's uh, my at assumption.
1: This, at this point in time, who do you think is a better player, Beasley or Cobb? Uh, I think, I think at Beasley, this point in
2: time, I go Beasley.
1: Yeah, I think he's, he's quicker. Um, Cobb's just worn out. He's been in – yeah, he's on the tail end of his career. So I'm about as interested in him as I was in Beasley last year, which is not much.
2: Yeah. Uh, one Buffalo wide receiver we didn't talk about was Andre Roberts. Two years, $4.6 million. We didn't talk about him when we talked about um, John Brown and Cole Beasley. So, what, mm-hmm. third receiver? Yeah. Okay. Just checking in with that. Let's see. I lost my place on the list. Uh, Chris Conley in Jacksonville with Nick Foles throwing to him. Was Nick Foles do for Chris Conley? Or him versus D.D. Westbrook?
1: M- Marquise Lee is still there too, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah. And then they had one other uh, receiver that they brought in last year.
2: Yeah. Uh- so I, he's, the, he's the freshwater receiver with – Multiple receivers that know the system, know the court, or not know the quarterback, but know the coaching staff and all that. Mm-hmm. So, I I've mean, always said,
1: like I was hoping he would, he would do something in Kansas City. Um, mm-hmm. It seemed like he's a good receiver, but it just—I don't know. I kind of have a standing rule of thumb that I don't get involved with any Jacksonville wide receivers. There's just so many of them, and you don't know who it's going to be.
2: All right, Matt, you got any thoughts on Chris Conley?
0: Yeah, he's – until I see something out of him, it seems like he's got the tools and he can be a good receiver. He was kind of buried in Kansas City. Um, Jacksonville, we'll see, like until he shows me something, you know, not excited, not totally excited about him.
1: Yeah.
2: All right, so uh, we come to Detroit Lions, brought in Danny Amendola, one year, 4.5. I really liked Amendola when he was with New England. I hate to say that because I hate New England. But Amandola's always Danny, had talent. Baby. Yeah. He's always had talent. What's he going to do in Detroit with Matt Stafford?
0: He'll, you know, probably what he did in Miami, honestly. You know, 50 catches, a couple touchdowns. Um, he'll have a few big games, but, um, you know, Amandola's there, but you got Marvin Jones, Galladay, um, Mr. He's gonna Smooth, he's going he's to be a complimentary piece, I think.
2: So I think. Since Golden Tate's gone, Galladay is clearly the number two. Danny Amendola would be the number three. But I really like Amendola getting some touchdowns in Detroit. I think people are going to kind of forget about – the defenses are going to forget about Amendola. Worrying about Marvin Jones, smoother out, skinny Galladay. I really think Amendola could get some solid touchdown numbers this year.
1: You're forgetting the the outstanding tight end that they brought in.
2: Oh, Jesse James. I am forgetting Jesse James. Oh, (laughs) man. Never mind. Downgrade Amendola. He's good. He's he's got good hands. I just, yeah, I really liked him getting touchdowns. I forgot about Jesse James.
1: Yeah, I I agree with Matt. Probably the same thing as Miami.
2: That stinks. I thought he was more of a disappointment in Miami. I expected bigger things from him there. Uh, Tampa Bay, after losing some wide receivers, brought in Brashad Perriman one year, $4 million. What's Perriman going to do? Who, whose role is he going to take? Probably nobody's. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't, I don't even want to pay Perriman. for Perriman. I don't want to put no. him on my bench. I don't want to hope for him. I'm just, I, I won't even put a dollar bid on him.
2: All right, so Green Bay uh, brought back Geronimo Allison, one year, $2.8 Where's he landing on the Green Bay wide receiver depth chart?
0: Fourth at best. I mean, I think with Adams and the two young guys who've got St. Brown and uh, MVS, I think those two are going to take a huge step this year. Um, you know, Allison's kind of... He some
1: sort of flashes. A couple. He has. Yeah. He has. Well,
2: there there was some there was some good hype about Geronimo or Allison in the you know year past, but yeah, I, I think the two younger guys are are really kind of showing him up.
1: I, I think at worst he's on equal footing with those guys. Like they're they're all competing for the next so? spot behind Adams. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I mean, Allison's kind of the vet of that that group, mm-hmm. um, just because they brought those three guys in last year, and. Uh, looked like MVS, and then St. Brown started to. I think he started to play a little bit more at the end of last season. So it kind of shows that they like because Aaron Rodgers has historically been a, a quarterback that will not throw to receivers he doesn't trust. Like if he doesn't trust right. him, you, don't have a mental connection with him, he don't want you on his field.
0: And it's his. Yeah, f- it's similar to Brady.
1: Yes, and yeah. so which one? Every one of those guys develops the best rapport with Rodgers. Uh, you know, leading into next this upcoming season. Um, I don't know. Just because, like, like I was saying for Paramount, I wouldn't pay a nickel for him. I would take a flyer on any one of those Green Bay wide receivers because they're one of the re- wide receivers in Green Bay.
2: Yeah, they, so you just spend one. a little bit of money on one, just yeah. like Dave did, did it running back for San Francisco. You spend yeah. some money on one, and one of them's going to hit. Hopefully, you got that winning lottery ticket. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, you mentioned Brady. Of course, you did. So let's go to Brady's wide receivers because he makes a chicken salad out of chicken everything. So Philip Dorsett, New England, one year, six million million. Maurice Harris, one year, $1 million. Bruce Ellington, one year, (laughs) $895,000.
0: Yeah, so Harrison and Ellington are, let's see if they make the team. Um, As far as Dorsett, I like Dorsett. Um, Belichick traded for him two years ago, traded Jacoby Brissett for him. Um, Dorsett's a former first-round pick that didn't pan out. Belichick loves, you know, that David Hill, Bill Belichick style. Um, Dorsett, and especially with today's news, the Gronk is retiring. Um, Dorsett's shown flashes. Brady trusts him. He hasn't always—he kind of got screwed this year when they signed Josh Gordon um, because he just kind of got buried there. Um, But Dorsett, I think, has a a real upside to— kind of take over that Chris Hogan role, um, which may not be all that great, you know, when you say it out loud, but um, Brady likes him. He's quick. He's got good hands. He runs good routes. And Belichick likes him too. And and I think Dorsett, if you can get him and roster him, you know, low, give it a few weeks, see what that offense turns into. I like Dorsett this year. And that would be a target for me, really. Um, Because really, Edelman and Dorsett right now are all Brady has. And um, they clearly like him. He's got some rapport there. This will be his third year there, and uh, I think he could really take a, a big leap in New England's offense this year.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you there, Matt. Um, it seems like it, there's uh, aside from Edelman, Gronk, well, it was Hogan and Amendola for a while, but they'll they'll have receivers that'll pop up, and they'll have like, you know, they'll pop up for a couple of years and be valuable, and they kind of. Disappear when their contract comes due, and New England doesn't want to pay him. Yep, is this one of those guys where Dorset might be on the threshold of a, like a two or three year? Like, hey, you know, I'm catching touchdowns from Tom Brady. He's yeah. like a serviceable two.
0: Yeah, and I think what the reason he signed that one year deal the the rumor is that he had multi year offers elsewhere, um, but he wanted to stay here and take that one year deal to kind of prove himself and try to get a, a good contract next offseason. Um, he's comfortable here. He likes it here. They obviously like him. And I think, yeah, he's, he's kind of on a, approve me year or prove mm-hmm. myself. He's betting on himself to, to have a good year and kind of be that Hogan Amendola role. Um, and then go get his contract next off season. And, you know, I think it could work out for him. I really do. All
2: right. All right. Cool. So uh, I would like to break up Tavon Austin only because there was crazy hype when he came in the league, one year, one point seven five million in Dallas, behind Randall Cobb, behind Amari Cooper. He could have a couple good games just because he is the third option. But it, spend a couple bucks on him, see if something happens. Or are you even worried about Tavon Austin?
1: Uh, he's a he's a gadget guy, right?
2: Yeah. Essentially. Like, like, uh, he'll t- he'll take the ball out of the backfield, or he did. He's not going to do that in Dallas. They're not going to take it out of uh, – oh, well, his phone died. <laughs> They're not going to take the ball out of Zeke's hands. They're not going to run him like that, like an end around. But that's what he was used for was gadget guy. Yeah. Spe- he will special teams. I mean, if you reward punt returns, your league rewards punt returns, spend some money on Tavon Austin. You might have a couple punt returns for touchdowns. He's got good speed and moves, but that's about it. Everybody else on the list, we got Tommy Lee Lewis to Detroit, Bruce Ellington, New England, we're talking about that, Benny Fowler of the Giants, Eli Rogers, Pittsburgh, Marvin Hall, Chicago. By the way, next year, look for Justin Hardy. He's on a one-year contract in Atlanta. Apparently, he's going to go to Chicago. That's Chicago's moves. They take all of Atlanta's young yeah. receivers that we don't feel like are worth signing because we have Julio, and they just take them. <laughs> that's the second receiver within like two years that they got from Atlanta. And Cody Latimer goes to the Giants, which I don't expect big things from him either.
1: No, like you know, going back to the top when we're talking about OBJ and Antonio Brown, you know, okay, those guys are our top wide receivers. Tyrell Williams, Golden Tate, I'm kind of interested in, but after that, it's just these guys are all flex guys, you know, whoever I'm going yeah. to
2: Yeah, I was I was about to contradict that with. A name but i'm scanning and i can't find a name there's, there's no, no yeah maybe jordan matthews maybe jordan matthews uh, could have a surprising year
1: i'm done with jordan matthews
2: no.
1: he's, he's broken well,
2: like he's yeah. been so hurt but i mean this could be the turnaround. i don't if there's a name i'd pick out for a hey this guy might surprise you Jordan Matthews is my name that might surprise you. Out of everybody under the OBJ, Antonio Brown, Tyrell Williams, Golden Tate, which honestly I'd cut it off at Tyrell Williams. I want no part of Golden Tate. He's no, like I, jack in, in New York can, for me. Can't
1: we switch Larry Fitzgerald with Golden Tate? Like, I'd yeah, be interested in Larry. Exactly. One-year guy. Okay. Tyrell okay. I'm interested in. OBJ Antonio, obviously you're paying for those guys. But the rest of them
2: but it's it's important to read between the lines like we were talking about in Cleveland. OBJ comes in, that's awesome. He's yeah. great. Baker Mayfield's going to be great. Look for Jarvis Landry. You might get him cheaper than you would have. Like read between the lines on these things, you know what I mean?
0: Mhm.
2: Like Antonio Brown, Tua Williams, that's great. Get Derek Carr. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always going to bring it around to Derek Carr cuz I own him you for two years. I'm I'm starting the year off positive with my quarterback instead of negative (laughs) like I did last year, seeing if it does me any better.
1: Oh, you're trying to send, like, vibes to the universe. Yes,
2: that's exactly what it is, vibes to the universe. That is what it is.
1: Well, should we wrap it here? It looks like everybody else is dropping like flies, Eric.
2: Yeah, one had to go because he's got to work early, and the other one's phone died. So, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, We did have another question, but it would be nice to have everybody's input on it.
1: he's the running back and Brady will fire it to the outside and that's caught by Gronk breaking tackles
0: and New England has scored three and a half minutes into the game
2: and Brady's gonna throw deep down the right side for Gronkowski and a touchdown this one could close it out Brady though goes down the field to Gronkowski and he has the football at the 10 yard line Vikings. Going to be seven and two. Here's Brady over the top. Open is Gronkowski. He gets away and he has it inside the twenty.
1: They're not going to catch him. Seventy-six yards to Gronk. Michael Williams. Patriots trying to convert. Brady connects with Gronkowski. He's not going down. Elman goes in motion. Brady looked towards him instead. It's Gronkowski.
2: The pressure from behind gets rid of it. Oh! Gronkowski left alone. Breaks off the tackle and he's in for the touchdown. A couple steps and a move. From the pocket again. across the middle. Gronkowski hurtling down.
0: Play action. Ready throws. Gronkowski snares it for a first down. Marcus May is in perfect position here, but the ball thrown high over the top, and look how... ...on a second and six for New England. Steps up in the pocket,
1: throws it downfield. Oh, a separation, Gronkowski! He's gone! Touchdown, Patriots! Offensive line with Solder, Tooney, Andrews, Mason, and Cannon. There's a cannon to Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski! For the Patriots, so Brady was familiar with it. Gronkowski busting it down the sideline, and Gronk is blocked down inside the five by Shaw.
0: The spread offense continues, Brady gets time, fires and completes it to Gronkowski. Fights off
2: Monday, heads for the goal line, touchdown! No pass rush, Tom Brady on the money to Gronkowski, who then eludes
0: the other safety, Ryan, Monday, and fights All the way in to the end zone. How
2: late they were getting to him! Play action, up, fake, Now the way. What a catch! Gronkowski gets up. Was he down? Brady says it's a touchdown. The officials say he's down at the one. The legend grows. He's open immediately, but Tom Brady was under pressure
3: and couldn't throw it, so he re- starts the football and throws. It
0: is not reviewable like it is on down by contact fumble. First and ten deep and he's got Gronkowski inside the ten. Darby brought him down. Going to ride. Three to throw. A nice
2: diving catch made in midfield by Rob Gronkowski. Gets up and moves still forward. Still going down the sideline and finally tripped up to go down. Two Redskins he sheds and he keeps... Hey there. Hey there.
1: Welcome to Lyft. Gronkowski
2: takes a shot from, from Bennett, minute. who I'm sure is... Energy! Woo! From Gronkowski!